when in your life did you realize nutrition? This is what I want to pursue. I think I just like, I think I said, like kind of like fell into it with like in high school, taking that class, the AP bio class, and then just falling in love with the idea of like, wow, I confuse my, like said, they're thinking of marriage, like, like marry my love for cooking with my, what I know about being a vegetarian for all these years. And then in college, I kind of, kind of went between vegan and vegetarian in college and then did vegan and slash vegetarian in grad school. But knowing what I know of that, and then just, I think also I was a server for six years, like a waitress in a restaurant. I just really love serving people. I think that's what most dietitians is why we go into it. We want to help people. We do. And there's so, so, so many ways to do that. You don't, you can do clinical, but you don't have to, you can do community, you can do food service. Like I just like bringing like people joy and helping them along their health journey. And I think that has stayed true through all my years. What I no, I figure I, I think I always knew what I wanted or what I didn't really want to do. I knew I always loved, I wanted to be food focused and that's, that's basically where I am. And that's what I've mostly done. Yeah. And what have you learned about culinary medicine throughout your years that have maybe changed your ideas from what you once thought about food and your, the relationship to our bodies? And now that you've been to school and you've been working for a while now, is there any concepts you've taken from that? Good question. I think I didn't, I wasn't misinformed. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't really know much about, I mean, when you're a kid, you don't really think about what goes into your body and how it can affect it. And um, I mean, my mom always like, you know, had a pretty balanced dinners growing up. It was pretty like a normal, what would you call normal meal and everything. But I think as I started to go on my health, my own health journey. And I don't think we talked about this beforehand, but I don't, and I don't think any of my cohort really knew told a couple of girls, but like, I was like really sick during grad school. I had a lot of gut issues. I got a parasite in New York. Well, I don't know for sure. I got it in New York, but ate all things like a nice veggie pizza and like a decently nice restaurant in New York. And then from that instant, I had so many gut issues. I think that basically triggered initiation in my body. So basically there, I think there's just like these underlying things in your body that can be turned off and turned on and food is a huge component of it in my case something that i hit a triggered like a very large inflammatory response and for those of you who suffer with gut health that's why it's, that's my niche now it's it's like it's my passion because i'm i'm in the trenches with you i've come along with my health journey but you can't just like eat a salad and like you know expect to like have a normal bowel movement and like be healthy for the rest of your life like for some people like myself, a lot of raw veggies. That's why also I had to shift away from a vegan diet. I really had to, and this was hard for me to eat for my health. A lot of raw vegetables can be very hard on my digestive system. So going back to your question and I kind of bounced back and forth, but it's because it's all related. What's healthy for one person is not healthy for another. I personally cook most of my vegetables because that's easier for me to digest as with most people with any kind of GI issues, it's, it's, it's hard on your body. And also your body doesn't absorb as much nutrients like spinach, for instance, you want to cook it down and add some vitamin C to it. So you can't like eat, if you eat a bunch of raw spinach, it's not going to be the same as you cook it down and add a little bit of oil because of fat soluble vitamins in there. Basically <laughs> it's not just certain ingredients that are good for people. It's, it's so, so, so individualized. And like, I think I'm okay with nightshades. I don't know. I could, I could be causing inflammatory response. I haven't cut those out yet, but like eggplant, tomatoes, those are beautiful, beautiful. And I'm Italian too. So it does all the time, but 
for some people, they can't tolerate it. And then for like gluten and dairy, I know it's very, very, very trendy these days to cut it out. I've taken food sensitivity tests. So I know for a fact the body does not do well with them, but some people tolerate it just fine. I lived in Italy for a few months and that the gluten there didn't really bother me as, as much. It did a little bit. So I think food is so, it's so, it's just such a personal thing and it's so individualized. So I say like, what's good for one person is not the other. And in terms of culinary medicine, how you prepare it also can have a huge impact on your health. Orgain offers relentlessly high quality and clean nutrition to help you live your best life. I personally have been using Orgain's plant-based protein powders and shakes for many years. Their protein bars always serve as companions in my hiking backpack. They also have other cool products like oat milk protein powder and a plant-based pancake and waffle mix. Use the link in the show notes or my special code NOURISHED30, that's N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D-30, for a 30% discount on every order you make at Orgain.com. I feel like I should get an organic farmer next time on the show. I think your, your time in our holistic garden really paid off with that. that oh, yes. Time. Yeah, we worked hard and we learned a lot. And I learned how hard it is to grow your own vegetables. <laughs> I just got an arrow garden, though, for the gift. And it's pretty awesome. You literally just pop the seeds in there and then the, the flower, the seed, seed food. And then you just press go. and There's like a light over it. It's like the easiest thing. And I'm like, such, I, I kill plants all the time. My basil is sprouting, my mint, my thyme. I am so excited. So I oh, get excited so cool. over the little things. Yeah. Is there soil or is it just in water? Yeah. It's like a little pod and there's like mm. a little soil, almost like a dark thing. And then you just stick it in a tub of water essentially that it comes in and then you just press a button and it's like the lights on for like 14 hours a day. And then you just watch it grow. So it's like, it's like budding now. And I'm just like, so excited to make some fresh pesto with it or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Growing plants definitely is good for the soul. It makes me happy just to see my plants doing well <laughs> i think it's really good for everyone it's, it brings a little bit of nature to you i think it's, it's good for people especially now we're all in our technology so much it's good for anyone to be closer to nature in any way definitely and if you don't mind sharing how are you doing with your current gut health and your yeah. health progress <laughs> so i've become an expert it's really i don't know the coincidental but yeah i so since the parasite, I was having all these gut issues. I'm like, why am I eating all these quote unquote healthy foods? And like nothing, like I'm still like bloating, like really di- bad digestive issues, just feeling sick all the time. Like this isn't, this is not correct. You know, you know it, I think everyone should be really in tune with their body or like try to listen to it. But it's like you, when you know something is off. And so 2020 came and it was actually, I really made use of that time. It, it was a really good use of time for me. I got to really focus and invest in my health because before I was way too busy, like, oh, I'll just like brush it off. So I think, you know, obviously COVID's terrible, but like some, some good things with the sourdough craze, I got to invest since I did a lot of functional medicine testing, which I think that's why there was a huge gap. So I saw a GI doctor and throughout grad school, bless his heart, he did not know how to help me. We were just like, it was like colonoscopy, like all these tests. And it was just like, oh, I can't find anything wrong with you. Like it's just IBS, which IBS, that is not really a um, kind of like, it's kind of like, we don't know what, what else is wrong. So this is just means that you have sensitive, there's an issue, there's an underlying issue. So that's when I learned after more testing that I had SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So that's pretty exciting, not exciting. But, and then I also had candida and which is a fun, we, everyone has candida in their body, but it's a, it's a, it's basically a fungus. And in several cases, especially when you do have SIBO, things get out of balance, right? Like, so it, it, there's overgrowth in my body. So 
that's I was so grateful I was just like praying like thank you God that I had a diagnosis because I didn't know what was wrong with me for so many years so many years and a lot of doctors will just kind of throw medicine at you to manage the symptoms that's where I really got into holistic health and like actually getting down to the root cause and I'm part of like a lot of functional medicine groups like on Facebook with dietitians after a year of like basically cutting out my food sensitivities and doing antibiotics and antimicrobials I did kind of a combined integrated medicine basically you combine like western medicine with more natural like microbes I got rid of the SIBO so I was so so happy as of a couple months ago I think candida is on its way out and for anyone who has that it, it you have to go on a really really restrictive diet and just of just say just know that it's short term because it's it's not it's not fun but you know I think you really have to like learn to prioritize your health so you don't have your health you don't have anything and I think I've just come such a long way and I'm still on my journey but I think I'm like probably like the healthiest I've ever been because I was sick a lot in college and grad school and I think most of that is stress related I think stress is the most triggering factor for disease or dis-ease so I think if anyone can learn to manage their stress in a way for me it's yoga and meditation it can really I think alleviate a lot of the health issues going on so to answer your question much better much better Yay. I'm so glad to hear because the last time I caught up with you, you were in the process of doing all of those breath tests to find out if you still had SIBO. Dude. Yeah. Oh, so I eat vegetables every day, all day and veggies. And then for the SIBO test, you have to like, not fat, you cannot have any vegetables. So I literally ate like fish and rice, like, and an egg like for 24 hours and like for me like not having a vegetable in my day I was just like so miserable like isn't that crazy how food just makes you so unhappy and us as dietitians we're like veggies for the win but like to yeah it, it I've done some rough stuff and had to breathe into a bag for like three hours that wasn't fun yeah some of the, some of these tests the preps like really not fun and but once you do the test and it's over it's like okay and then you just cross your fingers, say a prayer and hope for the best. But yeah, yeah, Roxy, I think I think I'm loaded on you on, on one of our phone calls. I'm like, this is everything that's wrong with me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, you know, and they'll, you know, it'll, if it, when this is done, there'll be something else. And that's just, that's just life. We just take it as it comes and yeah, go for it. I'm so glad to see that you're doing much better and you're feeling the healthiest you've felt in your life. That's, that's not a small feat. <laughs> and I was starting to be a little worried about you. So I'm glad that the tests came back positive and the treatments were working for you. Yeah, I was worried about me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad you found someone that can help you, a health practitioner that actually was able to get down to the root cause of the issue and not just saying, oh, you have IBS, take these medicines, which um, unfortunately happens to a lot of people and they never get answers on what is wrong with me. I have these gut issues and no one can tell me what it it is exactly. I know. And that breaks my heart. That was the thing that's been the biggest barrier to not overcoming my health issues is you really need someone, A, who's not you. So even though I'm a dietitian, I bother someone. I was like, I'm a dietitian. I should know what's wrong with me, but everyone should try to find a health provider that they trust. And it it took so long to to find mine, but she's a GI doctor. She's close, like proximity wise, and she does integrated medicine. And so a lot of it's not covered through insurance, but like I said, like, I mean, I have insurance, but it's just like, you got, you can't put a price on your health. So yeah, definitely you, everyone needs to be their own health advocate. So if something's like not right and your doctor is not like meeting your needs, like find someone who can help you. Cause you're, you know, you're better than your symptoms and you deserve to, 
to feel vibrant, you know? I'm so relieved to hear that it's going good. Hopefully you get rid of the candida once and for all. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's on its way out. And then after the treatment, did your doctor tell you what kind of diet you can be eating long-term? Oh, well now, so now we wiped out all the bad stuff. It's like all the bad bacteria. I'm kind of rebuilding my gut right now. So kind of like restoring some of the supplements for that, but it's an integrated process. I miss bread. Like I, I love bread. I really, really be Italian, but I had to take that out for a bit, but she's like, we can try sourdough. So I've done that a couple of times, but the goal is that I can basically incorporate a lot of the foods that I've cut out. Dairy, I mean, I was vegan for a while. I never really missed that really ever. Like I like you, I like coconut milk, almond milk. Like I don't really need that in my, I don't really feel like miss that, but I'm thinking as, or she's saying like, as the gut heals, I'll be able to just find a way of eating that works best for me. And that's going to change over time. I think, like I said, when I was like hardcore vegan, I was eating tons and tons of grains and beans. And that ended up being more detrimental to my health because in a lot of ways, people with gluten sensitivity, the grains can react similarly because it's the gliadinine and like oats, for instance. I was eating oatmeal every single day, which was great, great for most people. But in my case, because I had the gluten sensitivity, it was like causing, and also a lot of oats are cross-contaminated with gluten. So like grains and beans, which do cause a lot of gas, it just wasn't like for me. So I've shifted to a more like paleo way of eating. And that's what I'm on right now as for the future. I think my body will just tell, just tell what, what, what type of food I need to eat. Yeah. sounds good. It's important to reevaluate as you go on through life. That something that has worked for you for the last few years may not work going forward. And people go through so many different stages in life that, I mean, if we even give an example of pregnancy that changes your body in so many ways, if you ever become a mother, I'm sure you'll have to reevaluate again your fitness and diet habits based on the way your body changes oh for sure i yeah i've never been pregnant but i know your body goes through a host of changes and even if you don't have kids i mean you're not you're not going to have the same body as when you're 40 as when you're 20 or 30 that matter so it's kind of a constant recalibration reevaluation and everything yeah that's so important to point out because people think that there's a certain diet that's best for everyone and that's what you should stick to your whole life. But as we know, being dietitians, that you always have to reevaluate your patient's dietary needs based on their current health and age and all of these different factors and just what your body's doing at the moment. Sometimes our bodies are just finicky. <laughs> yeah. So you've been vegan for a while. Have your, or like most of a lot, really long time, has, has your diet changed at all? I mean, you're still really young, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been vegan. I always have to remember when people ask me how long you've been. So yeah. I think it was 2014 because I graduated college 2015 and it, it was a year before. Yeah. So yeah, it must have been 2014. And so it's been, what's the math? <laughs> oh, wait. I used to be good at math. Uh, uh, Eight. Wait. Eight. I was going to get there. Correct. <laughs> I was like, like, it's still 2021, 2022. Nice. Eight years. That's it's awesome. so pressuring to do mental math. Am I right? <laughs> I'm on call. I mean, I, I'm good on pen and paper, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been vegan for eight years and nothing really has changed. I was doing more high carb at the beginning. Yeah. And then I went to doing, well, I was doing that for a long time, actually, like more high carb. And then 
Then I went to like a little more moderate fat. And then now I'm trying to just balance pretty much. So it's, I would say still say moderate protein. And then fat's pretty easy to get on a vegan diet, like avocados and hummus. It's like fat everywhere. So fat, I'm not worried about. I do try a little bit on my protein to make sure I get enough. And then, yeah, like you said, vegetables are really easy for us. We get sad if we don't see a vegetable on our plate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And yes, for everyone out there, yes, you can get adequate protein on a vegan diet. But I think a lot of people don't know how to do it. I think as dietitians, it's so intuitive to us. Like, oh, beans, rice, blah, 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 nuts, blah, blah, blah. But Yes, but it's definitely impossible because even when I was vegetarian, even like vegetarian people would ask me all the time, but how do you get enough protein? I'm like, it's really not that hard. <laughs> like, Yeah, um, I was at Costco the other day and I was actually taking videos to snap to our friend Katie. Ah, uh, like, Katie, shout out <laughs> Katie. I love you. Yeah, yeah, and I, she's vegan. She was vegan and pregnant. So we were the only two vegans during our dietetics class. And it was always just us two. And, and then I was happy you were part of the second class as well. And then didn't you say there's like two new ones in the class before you that were vegan? Or am I not remembering that correctly? Uh, uh, I don't remember, honestly. In the class maybe, younger than you? Yeah, there's a lot of people in that class. Um, I, I think, think so. you were telling me that you were excited or someone was excited that there was like two new uh, students that were also vegan. I was at Costco and I was just surprised that they had pastas that had so much protein per serving. There's this one that it's just edamame. It's just one ingredient edamame. <laughs> I, I was at and, Costco. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, I just got some chickpea pasta from Costco actually. Yeah. So yeah. So that one was 25 grams of protein per serving. And I'm like, that is stupid amount of protein. That is so much. <laughs> and then there's another one that is, I think quinoa and oh fava bean there's one that's a fava bean mix with different other flowers and Uh they're all really like at least 8 to 20 to 25 grams of protein per serving so you can have your pasta and get your all of your protein that way (laughs) exactly so anyone looking to go because i know 2022 i'll build our shifting towards a more plant-based diet look for like these alternative pastas like a higher protein content not one that's just like rice flour, which is like fine, but it's not going to give you that protein that you really need if you're going to cut meat out of your diet and you're used to having that. But yeah, shout out to Costco. They have great stuff. Right. Even Walmart, I was in the gluten-free aisle. I don't eat gluten-free, but I was in it because they have pasta protein um, or protein protein pasta. And it happens to be gluten-free and it was a mix of like rice, amaranth, garbanzo what else i like the quinoa and amaranth mixes more so than just the rice by itself which people may choose that if they're celiac and they can only have rice pastas but i prefer the ones that have a mix of different flours and they're high in protein and they're delicious they taste just like pasta and you cook them exactly the same way so there's really no excuse for getting your protein (laughs) no excuse at all yeah no walmart has some great organic and gluten-free and vegan options and barilla that's another brand i think i haven't gotten that walmart maybe i I think it's a vegan and gluten-free pasta and then trader joe's also got a a red lentil pasta from there so and really anywhere you look anywhere there's 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 alternatives Oh, there you go. Lentils. I love lentils. <laughs> yeah. I just bought them. I'm going to make some curry later. So, Ooh, yum. I can do curry any day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where are you working now as a dietitian? Yeah. So, uh, 
Oh, I was praying to the heavens for a, a job that I really was going to suit me. And I found one and thank God I got in during COVID. I was onboarded to, I worked for a really large food distributor company and I was hired on in 2020 remotely. And I was doing the data. I always have our time describing this kind of like data analytics. So when we didn't make food, but we get our food from suppliers like Kellogg's, Tyson, Tyson, blah, blah, blah. And we give it to like hospitals, like and different uh, customers and schools. So my job was to make sure that the nutritional data that we got from the foods is was accurate and presented to our clients. It's matter. So it was, it was really interesting. It was such a different, never like, unlike anything I've ever done, ever done before. It was like, like spreadsheets and data analytics and like looking at trends and like just working with like thousands of items of data and like seeing the data different flow through the different systems that we had. It was like learning very techie, whole new language. So that was like such a good tool to have under my belt and like such a good trait that I've learned. And like, I'm like, this is like a foreign language, but I learned it and it was great. And then this week I started a new job at my same company, but I just like, as much as I, I like, love learning about that, I felt like this was a better fit. Now I'm in the marketing department and we just opened a Italian segment. So my little, I think I Snapchat you, but like, I was like watching a, a, a video of pizza. I'm like, this is my job y'all. So I'm learning how to market pizza and, and other I, Italian food items. And since I'm Italian, I'm like, this is amazing. So I really love marketing. Like my Instagram, like you've seen, I do a lot of like food photography and posting my recipes on my, on my website. Cause I also just, um, recently launched my website, uh, Valerie DL Nutrition. I went back and forth on the name because a lot of people have like a cute little like food punny name, but I really wanted to grow with me. So like right now, it, my emphasis is in gut health and maybe that's going to change, but I do do a lot of plant-based recipes and almost all of them are on Instagram right now. And I'm working on transferring them to my website, but back to my day job, that's just kind of like more marketing material. And I just think that's like with my kind of personal business, it really it's like in the same arena and I'm learning so much already from it. But yeah, my, my newest passion or my newest project is working on working on the blog. It's, like, it's live now, but it's, it's slow to grow. And I have a really fun pumpkin pie smoothie on there from last, last November, but it's growing for sure. It's just, it's a lot to like work full time and then, <laughs> and then try to blog because Roxy, you, you blogged right in, in grad school too, I right? did some blogging. Yes. Yeah. I also thought I wanted to be a private practice dietitian yeah. at some point, but that dream died. <laughs> Like I said, constantly reevaluating your life, right? <laughs> and making changes when necessary and not sticking to one thing, even though it's not going well and you're just sticking to it. And there is something to be said about being consistent and sticking to something that you really want. But I think I just didn't really want it. Like I thought I wanted it, but it just turned out I didn't enjoy it very much. And everyone knows I hate social media. And here I am starting a podcast. podcast. Yeah. What am I doing <sighs> to myself? <laughs> but no, I love uh, conversations with people, but I just hate the social media part of it. And so much of it is so fake to me. I feel like it's so disingenuine. And I'd rather connect with people in real life versus you know, they always talk about engage with your followers, comment on your posts, engage with your audience. Okay, but what are you really doing? Just engaging on social media posts, I guess, and you don't really know the person. <laughs> oh, for sure. I love that you said that too. Yeah, it's like a blessing and a curse because it is a good way to connect people. I've met some good friends on Instagram. One girl who's like, she's French, and but she's in Australia. I'm going to go visit her or plan to meet up with her one day. But yeah, it is that like you get all these likes. It's like, for what? You know, but definitely I think, think what you did was great. And you tried something out and it didn't serve you anymore. And then you didn't continue. I think that's 
a lot of people fall into that trap of like, especially women, we are like, okay, in it, might as well just stay in it or whatever. But you know, you decide it wasn't for you. And I think me personally, now I'm shifting away from Instagrams. I found that, like I said, it's not as genuine. Now I'm kind of looking more into TikTok. I'm kind of late to the game, but you know, I feel like people go there for information rather than just pretty pictures. It's a, it's a platform that rewards authenticity and creativity. And it's like the, I excel in those two things. So yeah, I'm actually just now before we chat, I was making like a little coffee video and I'm doing like a fruits for digestion video and all these things. So they're all coming. I'm going to be on my, on my website, but, um, yeah. What is your TikTok handle? Valerie DL Nutrition, same thing as my uh, Instagram. And maybe we can link in the show notes, but it was Val's Veggie Tales in college. And then uh, that's, that's how I like started. And that was, it was great, but that was just kind of like doing like a vegan food journal. But I think now it's like, you really want to provide value. If you're going to like do, want to do well on social media, you want to provide value to people rather than just like, oh, here's what I ate for lunch, which is nice. But like, but yeah, I just want to be my name, Valerie DL Nutrition. Yeah, I totally see you doing that. You're more like that entrepreneurial spirit, which I thought I once had, but I was always the one in my class of dietetic interns that at any time there was a new instructor, they would, you know, go around the class and ask you which, what field do you each want to do in dietetics? And then I was always the one that said private practice or something unique. Like I don't, I don't want to have a regular job, you know, and then I was blogging and posting on social media consistently for a while, making YouTube videos, doing recipes and things like that. And then eventually I just felt like I didn't really get anywhere and it was fun. I enjoyed being creative and unleashing my creative aspects and artistic aspects. But then when I did my clinical rotation in the hospital, I actually realized I enjoy it. (laughs) So that's what I do now is I work at a acute care hospital and I'm treating really, really sick patients in doing medical nutrition therapy every day. I see a bunch of patients all the time and it's the total opposite of what I thought I once wanted. A lot of people now that are studying dietetics, like myself, we thought, oh, I don't want to do clinicals. I don't ever want to work in a hospital. It's so depressing, whatever. And you're really treating people that are very sick and you're not really doing much on the prevention side. And I always thought I was passionate about prevention and doing the master in public health. It really went well with that. And I still very much believe in prevention, but just the whole private practice route and promoting yourself on social media, it is just very exhausting to me, but I hope you have better success with it. And you were always the one that like did not want to work in hospitals (laughs) and clinicals and you didn't change your mind. (laughs) I I, from when I was six or li- like a little kid, I remember my family asking, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't, I want to work in food service. What do I do now? Working for one of the largest food service companies in the world. Like I, I always just, yeah, I, I always knew I wanted to do. And then from day one, I was like, I hate clinical. And then never changed. <laughs> like I find it depressing. I don't like it, but that's just because it wasn't for me. A lot of girls in my, in my cohort, they're such, they're so smart. They're like such good clinical dietitians now. And I'm so like happy that they, they're, they're working for that. One of them's becoming a doctor now. She's like super, super smart. And then I think two of them are in a community and something else kind of extra. But yeah, I was always like kind of the alternative person. Yeah. I knew I didn't like, like alternative it, health, holistic health. Alter- yeah. Holistic yeah. health. I mean, I'm pretty sure they all thought I was with the hippie weirdo, which, you know, there, no, we all, we, all, we all got through it together. Maybe um, that's why you and me got along so well. I think so. I think so. <laughs> you know, I, I remember seeing Roxy's bl- bl- vlog, the L-O-G. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I thought it was, 
I really looked up to you. Well, you and Katie, because Katie was like my other mentor. But um, yeah, no, I, I always know what I've always been an entrepreneur. My dad said that too. I've taken on different ventures in my life. And you really have to reevaluate your why because motivation is super limiting. And I'm, I'm struggling to discipline myself as far as like integrating into my work day. But yeah, it's not easy. So you just have to really like focus on your why. And if it's something that you want, you will find a way to do it. And like for you, it just, it wasn't really something that you in the end really wanted. So you, and then you let it go and that's fine. Yeah. It turns out I enjoy having a regular job Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay. I, I, that's okay to say. <laughs> that's great to turn off your brain after you, after you go off of work and not have to worry about it. That's a beautiful thing that I don't have, but sometimes I wish I did, but it's, it's, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for reminding me that you actually enjoyed my vlogs. If anyone wants to watch them, they're still, like still live. Uh, yeah, I haven't taken ah! them down. I mean, it's like I made the videos, so might as well keep them on there. So the channel Maybe. is Roxy RD. It's just R O X X I R D, like registered dietitian. It's still up there. So if you're on YouTube and you want to look through what I used to do when I was vlogging, go ahead. You might find some some interest from there and some laughs. <laughs> Actually, it's like a vegan recipe round, roundup. Maybe I can uh, use yours and promote you, even though it's dead, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then you were talking about how you were trying to stay away from Instagram and moving toward other platforms. I saw, I hope she doesn't mind us talking about her, Kylie, the owner of I'm Gonna Eat That. Oh, yeah. She went to my undergrad. Yeah. yeah so I... She was in a like a class or two above me. Oh, that's and... right. She went to UT too. I no, I used to look up to her, or I mean, I still do. But yeah, I used to follow yeah, her. Yeah, she was she the first. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. She was the first, like I guess, blog dietitian mentor that I reached she... out to in Houston. And then wow. I saw recently that she posted that I will no longer be on Instagram. So yeah. I don't know if you knew anything about it or if you caught up with her since then. I haven't talked to her since probably undergrad, but she was always so sweet. I always looked up to her because she like made it in college, like a really famous blogger. And I think, I think, I know she had two kids and I think, I don't know if she just wanted to focus more on her like private practice, but I get it. I'm like, good for you. Like it can be exhausting. And as like many positives there are from Instagram, as I think there's, it's easy to get sucked in. So yeah, I don't yeah. know the full story behind that, but I'm sure yeah, she's she was great. really sweet and helped uh, me a little bit when I was first starting out in the blogging scene and she was kind of trying to give me some tips and she was one of the OG food bloggers oh, for sure for sure so yeah <laughs> before I mean, it was even a cool thing now everyone and their dog has a food blog but yeah this was years ago when she was one of the only ones doing it and did really well with it yeah, I'm entering like a super saturated market, but that's okay. I believe in myself. So, and I'm pretty special. But yeah, but I, I'm gonna eat that for anyone who, she, that's a good website to go to. She's intuitive yes. eating dietitian. So, she was always that. more of the health at every size promoter. Which is super popular now. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, because you have to go through a course or you should go through a course for that if you're gonna, or become certified if you're gonna actually teach like intuitive eating. Um, yeah, I think maybe she was just thinking that the whole, body image thing with Instagram just it's all about mm. how you look and it's all about the body like I feel like maybe she just felt like it was very counterproductive to what she was all about because if you go on her page it was all food and maybe yeah. some pictures of her family but it was focused on food and recipes so mm. I wonder if that's why it was her decision to stop doing Instagram but 
Yeah, maybe you're right. She's probably working more focused on her private practice and other aspects and maybe her website and not really the Instagram aspect. But I hope you have good luck on YouTube. I mean, TikTok, not YouTube, right? Just TikTok. The plan long-term is to post the recipes on YouTube as well and put them on my website. Now it's like you need to do reels on Instagram. And so, and like everything's about video now. So yes, YouTube is coming, but one thing at a time is what I've learned. Yes, TikTok first. And I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. (laughs) It's fun. Nothing else is fun. It's a creative outlet. So I'm excited for it. Awesome. So anything else I missed about nutrition and your business and anything um, else you wanted to add let's see we could talk for for days about it so yeah the the blog it's it's a lot of, it's mostly just gonna be recipes for now but i'm also like gonna do more gut health topics and i'm working on post now about like vegan restaurants in houston so actually i'll ask you about this off camera a little bit do you have any input about that but people always asking me like oh like for recommendations i'm like well might as well just like pop, pop this on a website so everyone can like get it but that's kind of be the thing i'm also i've been with some brands and actually i did a zoom meeting with a brand yesterday talking about different like collaborations and that's what i really like doing like working with brands that i really believe in like some of those those, those vegan pastas that we we're talking about they'd be really cool to do, to do like a post with that but yeah no i think it's 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 in the beginning stages i'm excited to see where it goes and it's just been a really great start to the new year with my new job and this and fresh start and yeah no it's great you're doing it you're making it <laughs> doing it nails pace but i'm doing it <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this episode for ways to support the podcast please tap on the bio link in my instagram page at mfmp pod consider becoming a patron at patreon.com mfmp in addition to helping me keep the show on air you'll also receive access to exclusive content and other patron only perks till next time